Welcome to AUCD Network Narratives, where we share real stories from our members. I'm your host, J.D. Flores, a self-advocacy discipline coordinator at the Strong Center for Developmental Disabilities and the co-chair for the Council on Leadership and Advocacy. Join us as we hear from inspiring leaders within our network working to make a change. In today's episode of AUCD Network Narratives, J.D. is joined by her colleague and LEND director, Jen Smith. Dr. Smith is a clinical psychologist and board-certified behavior analyst. She specializes in treating children and adolescents with intellectual and developmental disabilities, including autism spectrum disorder. She oversees the LEND program at Cincinnati Children's Medical Center in Ohio. Dr. Smith is also the community outreach coordinator for the Kelly O'Leary Center for Autism Spectrum Disorders and is a faculty member for the Department of Pediatrics at the University of Cincinnati. Listen in to learn more about LPQI, a quality improvement network for interdisciplinary training in developmental disabilities. Jen, so can you tell me a little bit about the LPQI? Yeah, so the LPQI stands for LEN Program Quality Improvement Network, and it was a network that was developed uh, several years ago now by different LEN directors across the network, and they were really interested in figuring out if there was a way to kind of standardize how we evaluated our LEN programs. You know, kind of the saying goes, if you see one LEND program, you've seen one LEND program that we wanted to try to figure out if there was a way that we could, you know, standardize what we were trying to show that LEND works. And a group of LEND directors started with the development of the LPQI to come up with some measures to help us across the, all of the LEND programs across the country. Well, for sure. I think that that's true because I've seen a couple, I've gotten the privilege of seeing a, how a couple LEND programs work. Um, and it doesn't feel like my LEND program at all. Yeah, it's really interesting because, you know, we're all guided by the federal guidance, you know, through MCHB and HRSA. But every LEND program does things a little differently. I think it's important for us as a network to be able to show that what we are doing works and that we are basically doing what we what we say we are doing with our grant dollars. For sure. I went to one LEND program that had like a, a law fellow and I was like, oh, we got to get that. I don't even know how to make it work. But I was like, that, I think that that would be so beneficial. I just could see all like I was just dreaming really big. We don't even have a law school here. Like if we don't have a law school close to here. I don't know how we would make that work. But I was like convinced that a law fellow would really change the game for us. Oh, yeah. No, that's the thing. You know, every program has different types of disciplines and they all contribute you know, in really cool ways. So you wrote an article about LPQI? Yeah, so a group of us get together as it's from across the country, actually. We are focused on improving, you know, the LPQI, the, the Program Quality Improvement Network, and trying to, like I said, show that what we do works. And so we have monthly meetings that are coordinated through AC. And a group of us decided that it would be really great for us to publish a paper to show our outcomes that we've been working on for the last several years in the LPQI. And so how did the paper go? What did what you find? So we're really excited that we are provisionally accepted into 
the pediatrics journal and we got invited to video abstract for the journal as well as a way of reaching audiences. Uh, so we were really excited about the results from the paper because it was one of those things where it actually played out the way that we're thinking that it would and how we were hoping that it would. And I, yeah, I'm happy to share some of the results and that sort of thing too. In our paper, we were looking at data from the last five years of our LPQI network, and we looked at data from 22 different LEND programs that were from 21 states across the United States and trying to do a comparison between training self-report that the LEND trainees completed themselves and the faculty observation forms that the faculty complete on LEND trainees. So there were a couple of different measures that were used as a part of this. And we were looking at a couple of really key MCH competencies. So one is interdisciplinary team building, as well as family professional partnerships. And then more recently in 2019, we added a policy measure. So at the beginning of the training year, LEND trainees complete their self-report measures. And then at the end of the year, they complete their self-report measures to see how much that they have grown in those particular competencies over the, the year. And faculty do the same thing. So we as faculty complete forms, observation forms on each of our trainees at the beginning of the year and then at the end of the year, again, to see what the trainees have gained over time. I think about my fellows and when I do the LPQI for them in the beginning and when I do it at the end, and I just always hope that they get more, <laughs> that they advance more, you know, because this is subjective. I'm filling it out thinking, I, you know, I feel like they learned a lot because I put so much into, you know, our LEND curriculum and our LEND year. Do you think that this helps out with some of the diversity efforts that the network has tried to put forth? I think one of the things that it's really helped our network is to think about how we can incorporate family trainees as well as advocates themselves because, you know, kind of the, the goal of LPQI and of these measures is to make sure that our program is training, you know, what we are saying that we are training for. It's really made us as faculty look at, you know, are we meetings and training, you know, the folks that are not just in clinical disciplines, but are family members and advocates. So I feel like from a diversity perspective like that, has really been helpful, you know, to kind of strengthen diverse from that perspective. And I get that because when I was a Lynn fellow, I felt so out of place. Yeah. As a, as an advocate, you mean? Yes. As an advocate, I felt yeah. like I, you know, and I'm degreed. So, which is a, a blessing um, within itself, just because there are not a lot of folks. And I don't say this callously, but just the way structural ableism works, there are not a lot of folks with college degree is coming into this program. And I know that's where we have a little wiggle room for some advocates. You know, most of the other folks in the room are pursuing terminal degrees or have a degree or are pursuing a PhD. And it's so much heavier, you know, than me just yeah. coming in. I just know what I know from my lived experience. And, you know, and, I, and I'm lucky that I'm supported. You know, what I know is supported by fact. 
So I felt out of place in a space like Lind, not knowing, you know, even when I was asked to come back as a second year, when the initial conversation happened, I thought I had messed something up. I was like, ooh, <laughs> I felt like I was going to the teacher's office. They want me to do it again. Yeah, like I was going in the teacher's office, like, ooh, I messed this up. And yeah. it was like, no, we think we you should come back. And I was like, oh, that is not what I thought this conversation was going yeah. at all. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that is cool about Lynn, too, is that, like, that we're always trying to evolve. And this, you know, quality improvement network that we have helps us do that. And it helps us learn from each other, each other's programs and know what's been successful for programs. And then also, if our program is off the mark in any way, and if there's something else we doing. And so what would you say are some of the barriers you think that exist, you know, with using LPQI, but also trying to infuse the results from it into programs? Yeah. So the results were really encouraging because we saw that the trainees gained skills in all of those three different areas that I mentioned before with the interdisciplinary team building and the family professional partnerships and policy. And what was cool is that the faculty, it wasn't just the trainees that were recording those gains. The faculty were also recording those gains. So, you know, we always worry, is there, you know, bias in the trainees just saying kind of what we think that they will say and same, you know, with us faculty. So that was something, you know, as a barrier with our research is that even though we found the results that we were hoping for, it's still like self-report and it's still like faculty observing, you know, the training. So that's something that I think is just kind of a barrier with a lot of different research is that, you know, self-report measures are often like the best that we have. But at least in our case, it was backed up with the fa- faculty showing the same thing. So if there was something you would change, what would it be? It's a good question. I think if there was anything that we would change, it would probably be trying to make sure that got more data from folks or from programs. There was some missing data. So like the data that we looked at, we only looked at complete data sets. So for example, the trainees had to fill out the forms and the faculty had to fill out those forms for that particular training. And we lost some data, I think, over the year where like either people didn't complete their forms or trains didn't complete lend, and so we didn't have their data. So I think just tightening up maybe that process would be better and something that we're trying to do forward. I want to go back to something you said. You said that this was also to help the advocates journey, family advocates, self-advocates journey in their LEND program. In your particular LEND program, how have you used it to to benefit them? We have really used the LPQI um, to especially educate other members of our faculty about like what LEND is all about. So, for example, you know, we have a lot of folks that do clinical work and they have other supervisors that might not be lent faculty per se. But we've had a cool opportunity to teach them 
this is what we are talking about when we're talking about interdisciplinary team building. And this is what we're talking about, talking about family professional partnerships. So that's been really cool because we've been able to kind of spread the lend kind of culture across our clinical programs for faculty that, you know, may not be as directly involved in lend. I'm we're in the midst of planning lend. So I'm just I have lots of thoughts because yeah. <laughs> even in our lend program, we are in the midst of, of, of the planning of the and not really in the midst of it because our, our lend program starts in two weeks. So we're really close to there. And we just started this week. So Yeah. And every cohort is different. And, you know, the interdisciplinary pieces is something that it takes the fellows, you know, a second to kind of get used to. And because it's not what they do everywhere else, you know, like they're experts in in their realm and what they do, depending on where they're at, they fit, you know, they do what they can, I guess, to fit into a puzzle versus we are creating a puzzle that every piece fits. It's just a matter of, you know, which way it has to turn. Yeah. And I think like one of the ways that we try to kind of incorporate everyone, like to go back to what you were asking about, like with the advocates and family trainers, oftentimes like those folks are the people that really shine, like in policy, for example. And by using this particular like measure for policy, like we've been able to show like how those folks kind of fit into our program really nicely. Whereas, you know, some of the other pieces, they might not be as as involved in clinically, they can show kind of impact in that policy area. So you have seen it work? Yeah, I I think we, in our program, and this is, again, kind of going back to every program is a little different. In our program, we complete the LP2I forms on all of our trainees, including the clinical disciplines, as well as the family members and the advocates, because we really want to make sure that our program is being responsive, you know, to their needs. So it's definitely something that has made us more mindful of making sure, you know, that we're a comprehensive program and not just focused on the clinical aspects of training. For sure. I mean, I think that that's also the hardest part, right? Like balance. Totally. Yeah. With anything, like with anything within LEND is all of the different you know, levels of learners and backgrounds. But that's kind of the beauty of it, too. For sure. And I and I think the having an actual proof that like there has been progression is also a plus, right? Like knowing that, you, you know, your program has really shown something to these fellows. And I and I actually I see our fellows grow every year. There was one year where I just felt like the advocacy star. Like I was like the advocacy team, we deserve the gold star here. Like right. Yeah. You get the Oscar for this season. Everybody else <laughs> just, you know, you can have an Emmy, but we get the Oscar. Oh, that's awesome. Because it, it was just different stories that our fellows told. Yeah. You know, that kind of just always connected back to advocacy. And, and the different advocacy activities that we had done to the family experience. You know, again, every LEND program is different. So I don't, I'm not sure if everybody's advocacy team deserved it. I mean, I mean, uh, Oscar that year, but for sure, our, I think our fellows really take to, you know, the advocacy piece because it's so, and I can only speak for the advocacy realm because that's where I work. I, I don't yeah. live in any other pool. Well, that was the cool thing too about like the findings in our paper 
is that policy showed the biggest gains in all of the different competencies that we looked at. And I think that that shows like how awesome Lend is, you know, that a lot of programs, you know, a lot of graduate programs, for example, teach interdisciplinary teaming maybe and teach family-centered care, but very rarely do they have policy components. And so that's like really cool that sets Lend apart that, you know, you see somebody come in with no experience in policy and then leave, you know, feeling a lot more comfortable and a lot more knowledgeable. So that was like really exciting to see. For sure. I mean, especially because once you infuse it with advocacy, right, like where we're asking or ideologists, hey, can you bring us a personal story of how, you know, you've done your job, depending on what topic you are talking to your legislator, of course, but, you know, asking them to think about those personal stories and look at them different than they would have in any other setting, I think is it's been why you probably see that change in policy, right? Because you're saying, hey, you know, this story probably means a little more if we break it down, really, if we really unpack what that what that inter- what that exchange was like. Yeah. And being able, you know, to have the clinical trainees learn from the advocates and from the family members and hear those personal stories and take that with them. You know, I think that's like the beautiful thing of left having all of those different disciplines participating. For sure. I mean, I think that I when I was a Len fellow, we had this amazing dentist who was like obsessed with changing people's access to dentists. You know, like he was really adamant that, you know, we needed more access. And he just, just said so many different facts and, you know, really talked about his experience in a way that every time I go somewhere, hey, man, people with disabilities don't have access to dentists. You OK, let me tell you something. Yeah, that stuck with you. Yeah. Let me break it down for you how. Um, and let me break down the cause for you, too. Like, you know what I mean? Like he really the way he did his advocacy really, you know, changed things for me and in, in the perspective of how I look at access to this specific type of healthcare. That's really cool. So my last question for you is if, if you could share some piece of advice to programs who are not as strong, you know, filling out their LPQI, what would you say? And what would be your last like token of like why you, you need this data to really create, a you know, a stronger, better program? Oh, that's a great question. I think if you if programs are not using the LPQI because they view it as like just another survey or just another, you know, like questionnaire piece of paper that you have to to deal with, I would encourage them to think about impact and being a part of this, you know, national network really helps us show the impact of LEN. And I think the more programs that we have involved in the data collection, the more impact that we can show. You know, that goes back to, you know, when our funding was being threatened several years ago, you know, we really took it to heart that we have to tell Len's story and we have to show all of the awesome stuff that we are doing that makes us deserving of this funding. And so it really helps from that standpoint to be able to show that what you're doing matters and that we're training, you know, kind of the next generation is really important competencies. I think it just kind of validates our program even more. I encourage programs to do it knowing that once you get going, it's, you know, really, it's not that 
not that difficult. It just kind of takes a little bit of, you know, getting used to just like anything else does. And I think you just said something really impactful. Like we have to tell Blend's story. And I think that that is such a huge token to take from all of this. Because like you said in the beginning, you've seen one lens, you've only seen one lens. Yeah. And I think we need to show that like all of the LEN programs, you know, have value and that we're doing what say, you know, when we're talking about training in these uh, leadership competencies that we're we're doing it and have, you know, some evidence that backs that up. Well, thank you so much for your time, Jen. I really appreciate you having this conversation with me and sharing space. Thank you. It's been wonderful. Thank you for tuning in to AUCD Network Narratives. If this story has inspired you to make a change at your center or program, use the link in our show notes for resources and tools to help you lead on. We'd love to connect with you. So visit the AUCD website and click on the submit your story button at the top. We hope to hear from you soon.